Half of the world's population lives in cities right now. It's what we call massive urbanization. It means a sudden, large increase in the population density of cities. So worldwide, population density is 160 people per square mile. But in some large cities like Manila, Dhaka, or Cairo, it can reach as high as 103,000 people per square mile. <laughs> and that number is only going to keep climbing until it reaches two-thirds of the world's population in the next 20 years. Urban population density will continue to climb, too, all over the world, and especially in the largest cities, called megacities. Given that cities represent 70% of greenhouse gas emissions, how is the building industry facing up to challenges in terms of demography and climate? What does massive urbanization really mean for us in the future? And how is this idea reinventing the world of tomorrow? I'm James. And I'm Amy. Together, let's decode the ideas that are shaping the future of sustainable construction. Constructing New Worlds by Saint-Gobain. Behind words, solutions, and innovations for a sustainable future. Massive urbanization has captured imaginations since the late 19th century. Everyone pictures Manhattan's skyline or Shanghai's skyscrapers. Today we know that cities with massive amounts of people don't necessarily have tons of tall buildings, even though many cities, especially in Asia, continue to reach for the skies. In many areas around the world, urbanization isn't directed by any formal planning process, and that means there isn't any long-term approach to growth management. Exponential population growth has created bigger and bigger cities that constantly eat away at surrounding agricultural areas. Another problem is soil artificialization, which waterproofs the soil over time, leading to flood risks, creating urban heat islands, and causing other pollution and water management issues. That's right. Every large city is vulnerable to climate change, and sustainability remains a critical issue. Will these metropolises succeed in getting things under control? Well, there's some light at the end of the proverbial tunnel. Since 2005, a global network of mayors called the C40 has got together to share their best practices. Today, there are nearly 100 of them from 50 different countries, and they all share the same worries. Pollution, waste management, water scarcity, urban heat islands, biodiversity loss, the list just goes on and on. Quality of life, job locations, logistics. So what realistic solutions are out there so that these massive cities can remain livable? One thing elected officials can do is to plan for urban growth while taking into account all of the issues. Also, researchers are developing new urban models, like the compact or short-distance city, that create more sustainable population densities. Well, that sounds like a pretty good start. It sure does. But these reflect a changing approach that's happening everywhere. For example, areas surrounding train stations in Europe are being developed into high-density, mixed-use nodes, like in London, Paris, and Copenhagen. That means you'll find lots of jobs there, lots of local services and shopping, lots of apartments and public transit, and even green spaces. Mentioning train stations, it's true that with cities getting denser all the time, it's best to get around on foot, by bike or public transit, rather than taking the car. That's actually a really crucial point. And that's partly how Colombian architect Carlos Moreno developed his idea of the 15-minute city. It puts everything you need for each neighborhood within a certain distance so that people don't have to travel very far on a daily basis. It also improves their quality of living without actually building more, 
because it takes advantage of the buildings that are already there. So how does the building industry feel about all this? Well, pretty positive, James, since planners and developers themselves already prefer using optimization and shared spaces in their building processes. One example is hooking their buildings up to local heating networks set up by municipalities, because that way they can just use local energy, which is both cheaper and more environmentally friendly. Hmm, That reminds me of reusable buildings, which are designed to avoid demolition. Right. And there are also ways that architects and urban planners are making high-density areas easier to live in. For example, by simply avoiding balconies facing each other. So the basic idea is to be as efficient as possible in terms of space and carbon emissions, all the while providing comfortable spaces for residents. Cool. What does that mean? Well, that means making the right choices based on the right priorities. And that's not easy. For example, taller buildings free up more green space, and progress has been made in reducing carbon in building processes, but still taller buildings will always need more building materials and also have more complex construction networks. Urban planners, architects, and builders are actively engaged in transforming many tentacled towns into cities better able to face the climate crisis. And to do that, we need to change our approach at every scale. Constructing New Worlds by Saint-Gobain. Behind words, solutions, and innovations for a sustainable future.